Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely. Let's get started. Watch your costs and the profits will take care of themselves, said one of the richest Americans in history. Your margin is my opportunity, said one of the richest Americans alive today. Andrew Carnegie built an incredibly productive company, yet he faced immense problems when it came to employee well-being. On today's episode, we're exploring the striking similarity between Andrew Carnegie and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and wondering whether the king of customer experience has something to learn from the Pittsburgh steel magnate. Before going any further, it's worth saying that we at Astutely have immense respect for Amazon and the company Bezos is building. They get a lot right in pushing the boundaries of experimentation, innovation, and delivering customer excellence. However, Astutely is in the business of relationships, and our mission is making leaders feel understood by customers and employees so they can change the world together. And when it comes to employees in particular, that's where, as we'll find out, we think Amazon could be dangerously close to following in Carnegie's footsteps. But before we get there, let me set the scene for you. Andrew Carnegie was a Scottish-born American industrialist and philanthropist. Carnegie led the expansion of the American steel industry in the late 19th century, making him one of the richest Americans in history. This success came at a cost, though, as that was what exactly he was always focused on, cost-cutting. Carnegie understood that the more steel he made and the faster he made it, the cheaper each ton would become. To keep the mills running full, Carnegie adopted a procedure known as hard driving, firing the furnace full blast 24 hours a day, which he did every day except for Christmas and the 4th of July. This has a curious parallel with the founder of Amazon and one of the wealthiest living people in the world today, Jeff Bezos. Carnegie had a growth-focused mantra, which was cut costs, scoop the market, and run the mills full. And Jeff Bezos says, your margin is my opportunity. Carnegie went after margins before Jeff Bezos made it cool. The approach that Amazon has popularized today of going for growth at all costs and cutting their margins right down is exactly the same focus that Carnegie had over a century ago. Today, what people see is Andrew Carnegie's wealth and philanthropy as his legacy. What they miss, though, is the price that he paid to accrue it. On Subject Matter, I talked about how I believe that understanding your personal philosophy, your unique perspective, can be a great way to inform company purpose. That was episode 13 of this season, if you're interested in tuning in. And when Carnegie was developing his philanthropical philosophy... That's a bit of a tongue twister. Try saying that fast 10 times. He made one crucial oversight. In his still influential book, The Gospel of Wealth, Carnegie writes, the man who dies rich dies disgraced. 
Carnegie was a human internet. He channeled his wealth into opening nearly 3,000 libraries, lending tens of millions of books every year. Libraries were his tool and knowledge was his gospel. Carnegie's impact on literacy was immense. He spent more than 50 million to open these libraries and collectively these institutions opened up the gates of knowledge to people who otherwise would not have had access to all important books. Now, this is, don't get me wrong, phenomenal. So you might be wondering at this point, what was his mistake? Well, remember when we talked about Carnegie's policy of hard driving, of having the furnace full blast for 24 hours a day? Do you think those men worked reasonable eight-hour shifts? Absolutely not. They worked 12-hour days for two weeks straight with one day off in between, and they were paid pitifully for the work that they did. And this is the bitter irony that comes with Carnegie's story. While he was hell-bent on helping humanity prosper, he was also wonderfully talented at neglecting the very people his fortune relied on, the workers in his factory. By the book, Carnegie did everything right. He was incredibly focused on productivity and would go on to become one of the richest people of all time. But the question that we're left with is, is that cost actually worth it? Because here's the rub. Imagine if Carnegie had intersected his passion for literacy with employee well-being. Imagine if he had invested the same opportunities in his staff as he did in his libraries. The staff would have worked less hours and he would have had to hire more staff. But leaders, I'm sure you will know listening today that investing in your staff is the best investment you can make. Companies are just the sum total of the people that work there. And if Carnegie had invested in his staff, instead of having a group of workers just trading time for a pitiful amount of money, he would have had an empowered army ready to run the mills full because they knew they were led by a leader who cared about their self-interests. Here's the other interesting part for you. Carnegie was willing to invest in any tiny scientific breakthrough to help him get the slightest edge on his opponents. If there was a new chemical compound that could help him manufacture the steel just that tiny bit faster, he would spend whatever it took to get that edge over his competition. Well, I'm sure that the workers who were working these 12-hour days, they were thinkers, it was just that Carnegie chose not to mobilize their brains, but their brawn. And imagine if he had harnessed the actual thinking power of his workforce as knowledge workers as well. How much further could he have grown? Instead of forcing his men into grueling 12-hour days on repeat, viewing his workforce as a next generation of leaders would have given them time to explore what matters to them and develop innovative solutions for the company. Now, this, I appreciate, could be viewed as anachronistic, as a disclaimer. I know that things were very different in industrial America, and frankly, companies weren't thinking in this kind of way. People weren't thinking about the raw brain power that they had at their disposal. But for leaders today, there is no excuse not to make the same mistake. Every single person at your company is uniquely qualified to do something. They have ideas and your goal is to help them flourish. The instinct of leaders who are ambitious is to push their employees hard, especially if they have a mission that they deeply care about. And that's great. 
But however, we've got to be careful because this same pressure can very quickly become a pressure cooker with the goal of squeezing every last drop of efficiency. And that can have an impact on teams' morale and people's emotional and psychological well-being. The majority of people's lives are spent in their careers, especially today where our lifespan's getting longer and people just want to be cared for. Ultimately, they want to be appreciated. No one wants to feel like a tool who is being wrung of every ounce of energy every time they walk into the building. And that's why we believe that empathetic founders and CEOs cultivate the awareness to ask themselves critical questions like, what is the ultimate cost of this productivity? And is this how we actually want to run our enterprise? Making decisions that care for employee well-being is a long-term game. Companies are powered by people. And in today's world where talent has more options than ever before, if you're going to retain your workforce, they need to feel cared for. We're all human at the end of the day and deserve to be treated as such. Which brings us to our cautionary tale. Jeff, if you listen to this episode at Amazon HQ, I implore you to learn from the past. The original master of margins, Andrew Carnegie, has a cautionary tale to teach you about growth at all costs. Amazon has come under scrutiny in the past for how they treat their staff, and your talent has more opportunity than ever before. So don't let them leave because they don't feel like you're investing in them for the long term. At the end of the day, All customers, employees, and peers have a head and heart, which means not everything is purely about productivity and margins. Of course, you need to meet your core metrics and you need to push your business vision forward, but you need to do that with a team that feels invested in you as a leader who is empathetic. A mental model that you can carry forward as a founder and CEO trying to change the world is deliver efficiency with empathy. As one of the presidents during Carnegie's career, Theodore Roosevelt said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. We love connecting with our listeners. And if you've learned something today, we'd love to hear what you took away by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings make a big difference in helping Subject Matters message grow. And we're curious to know what you took away from today's episode, as that will help us create even more useful content for you in the future. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter. Subject Matter.